Welcome to the Fuck Yes Podcast, a space where we dive into spirituality, self-development, and all the ways that help you level up and create the life of your dreams. Welcome to another episode of the Fuck Yes Podcast. Today, I am not alone. Today, I am here with my dearest friend, Anna, who I actually met originally through Instagram. And she's honestly like one of the gentlest souls I know and one of the most um, authentic and sweet and kind and real humans that I got to meet. Like um, she's very, very special. And I'm going to introduce you to her today. And so basically Anna is a former engineer at Facebook um, in Silicon Valley. And she quit her job because she wanted to experience more life. She wanted to pursue her passion of being um, of service to the world. And um, she became a life coach. She is inherently an artist, uh, a practicing artist. She is a published author. And uh, right now she is taking a sabbatical from life coaching because she is um, traveling in Costa Rica. Um, that's awesome in times like these that she's able to travel and um, dive more into her creative side and discover more about new ways of living and experiencing this life. And since I met Anna, a lot has shifted for her. And this episode is dedicating, dedicated to picking her brain about a topic of transformation. Um, so first of all, Anna, welcome. <laughs> Hi, Nata. Thank you for that introduction. It was so, so sweet and kind, and I'm so honored to be here on your podcast. I am really happy that you're here, honestly, and I'm really excited to talk with you about transformation because... Um, we had like a little chat recently where um, you shared that you have been interviewed a couple of times and um, then you had like a moment when you re-listened to your words or the things that you said and you were like, oh man, that doesn't resonate at all. And you feel like your views have changed in like such a short period of time and um, you like, your per perception or perspective on life has changed. And um I would love to hear like what has changed and like what's initiated a change in the first place. Mm, yeah. I remember that moment when I told you about the video. I, I can even picture the scenario of looking at those videos and those posts that I made and feeling at least initial repulsion to them because just over the last year of going through so much transition in my career in terms of becoming a life coach, spiritual coach, diving into workshops, facilitating them and art as well and writing. There's so many avenues that I explored and different people that I've met. And while that's a lot of external, uh, external things that I've been doing and seeming to have achieved, all of the work has come from inside and just gone from inside out and I feel like over 
ever since taking that leap of faith out of my stable or seemingly mm-hmm. stable at least tech career and leaping into the unknown, everything was first off the table and then on the table. It was kind of like this big clearing of everything that I had initially perceived with life. I was throwing in a big flame, burning it all to dust, and then figuring out, okay, now what what do I really believe? What actually really feels true to me? And so (laughs) when I look back, just even three months ago, so much of my work doesn't resonate anymore because I'm on this rapid conscious expansion of letting go of all the things that aren't me and bringing in more of the things that are. So like to summarize it, it was like kind of an understanding of what you were doing wasn't aligned. You have taken a huge leap of faith and then purged like, in the process of purging everything that isn't you you understood like and while you were giving these interviews you were still in the purge and with your current perception understanding of things you were um you were sharing from that place it wasn't yet um as clear and now you you're getting more and more and more clarity yes exactly i actually feel like that that transition, that feeling of looking back and being like, ugh, that's that's gross version of me, it's actually very common because all of us as human beings, we're constantly evolving, constantly growing and changing. Our opinions are always shifting, whether we're unconscious of it or conscious of it or not. And when I started to actually be aware of everything that was happening in my life, It was just on rapid, just with a rapid speed of transition because when you remove everything from your life that was a comfort, that was a form of attachment, Mm -hmm. it all becomes clear to you, okay, this actually isn't serving me, this is serving me and what, what needs to go, what needs to stay. But we're all throughout life, I feel like everyone can relate to looking back and thinking, okay, that's a different version of me, but not necessarily a version that is wrong or bad. It's just a vision version that is of the past. Yeah, I think this is a very, very good point because what I think many people do or what I see that many people do is like they judge it, the past version so harshly And, um, you know, the choices uh, we made in the past or the choices somebody, um, you know, that weren't maybe the best or whatever. And then they look back and they're like, oh, man, I was so stupid or man, that was so dumb. And there's so much judgment and hate towards that past version instead of um, like understanding that we probably did the best we could with the knowledge that we had at that time. And even if we didn't, even if we didn't do the best we could, you know, it is in the past and we can look at it with compassion. And in the end, the stories we create in our head based on the past are affecting our present moment. And so if we look at the past like version of, um, of ourselves with compassion, with love, with understanding the whole circumstances, 
you know, it creates a lot more freedom in the present to, you know, allow ourselves to do more mistakes, allow ourselves to experiment more, not hold ourselves to all these social standards and expectations and to just explore more. Yeah, exactly. And your point is so crucial to what I believe is in personal development, spiritual development, any evolution, evolution of any form, if you're missing that ingredient of self-compassion and love, mm. then it's not going to stick. Because if you are rejecting a part of yourself in the past and you're not taking that part with you onto your journey, that part is still going to be there and it's just going to hate you even more and more until you yeah. can't have to listen to it. And you've got to, in, like, in every step that you take, when you integrate every piece of you, forgive every piece of you, and love every piece of you, then you as a whole being are moving into your next phase of life. Yeah. Yes, I love that. I love that very much. And, you know, when I, when I think about uh, what you said before about uncovering you know, new layers of yourself or becoming more of who you are, letting go of everything that you're not. I'm, I'm immediately thinking about, um, I mean, I, I like to call it minimalism. When I say minimalism, I don't mean um, necessarily the physical form. I do mean it as well, but I mean also like the emotional and the spiritual and the mental minimalism where we allow ourselves to purge old beliefs, old like understandings of the world, develop a binary way of thinking. And, um, you know, all of this where we, we look at life, not from this uh, lens of complexity, because um, it's so easy to complicate things, right? It's so easy to complicate things and really difficult to simplify. On, a simple, on the simplest level, like if I declutter my, my stuff, Oh, it is so easy to buy new things. It's so easy to buy new books, new magazines, new clothes, new cups. I, I love cups, buying cups. I have that thing for cups. Um, <laughs> but um, it isn't easy to let go of things, to understand really what matters. And a lot of the times um, it takes like something dramatic to, to happen to some person to understand what really matters, right? Some kind of personal catastrophe to bring things into perspective. But it doesn't have to be like that, right? It can also be a conscious choice that we uh, choose to take inventory of our life and to, as you say, purge, to really separate ourselves from the things that aren't true anymore. And it's like... It's like changing or not even changing the, the glasses you view life through, but really cleaning them. Yeah. And it takes effort to clean those glasses. It takes education, compassion, and also looking at things that aren't so nice to look at the dirty things. But um, in the end, it's so like so worth it. Always worth it. Because, I mean, if you think about your example of a cluttered house versus a clean house, which one, which house are you free to breathe in? Yes. Play in and have fun in and which actually feels good in your body. Mm -hmm. And I 
when you were saying like the cluttered house and sometimes it's a choice, sometimes it's not, I really felt that because my, my transition, it actually felt like wasn't a choice, but like my house was so cluttered with garbage that either I was going to sink into all of this shit that I built up <laughs> in it and be buried in it. Or I had to do some major shift and clearing in order to get rid of all that garbage. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be that extreme all the time. Sometimes you just need a weekly cleaning routine. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like now, now you're now you're talking metaphors. I have to continue. So here at home, it's mostly clean, you know. It's really there isn't much effort to be done to clean things. It's only to maintain it and maintaining an already clean house. is so much easier, you know, here we're cleaning once a week, you know, we're doing all the floors, we're doing the kitchen, everything. Right. But, and it's so much easier. Imagine if I would not do that, you know, for months and then I would have to clean everything. Oh my God, it would be so hard. But if I already have a clean house, maintaining that, um, that space, that freedom, you know, is a lot easier. So initially when I remember when I started like this whole process of understanding what I want and aligning myself with, um, yeah, with what, uh, what is important to me and really digging deep and then getting rid of the garbage. I, um, like it took initially a lot of effort and a lot of dedication it's like cleaning out a closet. There's so many things you're so attached to, like beliefs or things you heard, you know, from the past, whatever. Um, it's really hard. And But when it's done, you can finally breathe. And then there's a lot less effort required from you to maintain this fresh person that you have digged out of the trash, you can say. <laughs> I or I could go on about this metaphor because I'm thinking to a lot of people, they think, okay, well, I've been living in this dirty house for many years. And if I can live in it, then why can't I do that for many, many more years? And is it even possible to make this big cleaning transformation? And like you said, people get attached to the things that are in their house they afford things that are in their house so there are just so many obstacles that yeah. feel in terms of getting from where they are now to what they really really want but they don't know if they can have if they don't know if they can get there yeah yeah um this is like also uh one of those really tough points where you can't see clearly where to go, what to do next. And when you're just confused, you know, like this whole, like, especially someone who has never done any kind of inner work. Mm. Um, it's like, you know, in the beginning, you always try to do things on your own. And, you know, you're trying to consume all the things, trying to find the things that feel aligned or, or somebody wants to make it very simple, find like the five steps to emotional freedom or five steps to, um, I don't know, master manifestation, or I don't know what. And, and the thing here is that um, what so many don't understand is that what works for me is not going to work for you and vice versa, that 
what's the most aligned thing with you with you is going to work for you right so maybe your methods are not aligned with mine and so on so the the figuring the process of figuring out what is aligned for me what feels right for me is really hard when you don't know even where to look and where to start and and when you're doing it alone you have nobody who's reflecting to you what's what's up right um and this is like this also this initial the overcoming of it you don't necessarily need someone you can you can theoretically do it on your own but and like i started also completely on my own in the beginning and it was so much i would say no time is ever wasted i would say of course you can save time in the process by like um going to a friend or someone you like really look up to or someone who you value or a mentor or whatever and you can save time through this reflection and someone who can mirror you what's up with you right now but if you're doing it alone and if you choose to do it alone and you know it's going to take more time um it's not a waste of time like many people say it's a waste of time but you learn so much on that on the way um but what I want to say is that there can be so much frustration. Like, I remember I have started countless of books, countless of books and didn't finish them because I was, do you know this feeling when you start, you hear like about this book recommendation and it's so like, oh my gosh, like this is going to be the key, right? Every time, like this will be the key to my transformation. <laughs> yes, Nata, I... <laughs> For many years, that's what I was seeking personal transformation from, was from one author to the next, trying yeah. to step process to the next step process and burning out in that process as well. Yeah, yeah. Take anything, any dogma and turn it into this constriction-based fear approach of cleaning your house. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to be sustainable if you want to have a happy, healthy life. Because there are points in your life where, yes, sometimes you need help. And sometimes it's okay to ask for help. If your shoulders are sore, if your back is is aching, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. Not always, you asking for help is not always you needing something that, or requiring of something that, um, you can't provide for yourself, but in that moment in time, that in that that specific point, you may need that initial like handholding in order just to get step up and stand up. But once you're in that position, you can do anything. Yeah, yeah, and that was just like it's a very funny thing that I feel like many are going through. You know, like the looking for for this like thing that is going to create a breakthrough and because you never know unless you try but (laughs) like I have so many books on my Kindle or like in real life whatever that are just like not read through until the end because I was like suffering through these books like feeling the strong resistance of like no it's not for me because there's so many like classic approaches you know of um you know, overcoming the limiting beliefs, you know, the classic things that I, I almost, um, 
almost am tired of hearing, to be honest, <laughs> because like everyone's saying the same. Everyone is saying the same and, you know, chewing on the same concepts almost. Um, and it's like, well, yeah, they work. Yeah, it's not wrong. And of course, you need to let go, as we talked about, of things that don't serve us anymore. And yeah, beliefs are part of this or inner blocks or whatever are part of this. Yeah, if we want to access higher um, levels of uh, awareness and, and consciousness and stuff like that. But um, like also in the coaching industry, like there's so much money driven, um, you know, action and not really coming from the place of elevating the other human being. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, like, what do you want to say? I see what oh, I'm saying. <laughs> it just brings that when you're, when you're talking, it brings out this visual in my head of a seesaw. And I feel like there we're always edging on like more of one end of the spectrum. And a lot of coaches, a lot of what we do is, balance out the other side by bringing and sharing that newer perspective because I'm feeling the same things that you are I'm feeling like there's a little there's so much weight on releasing your limiting beliefs like letting mm -hmm. go not ha not having attachments and not having like negative emotions but on the other side of it is really feeling your feelings yes um, having the compassion in your heart to love all of those bits and pieces of you. I feel like that's you and I have been doing more of is emphasizing more of that self-compassion approach. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's um, I think the more, the more this industry goes into overcome limiting beliefs, manifest your dream life and all of these things, like, the more there needs to be a balance of that of like, hey, how about just like forget about all of this? Like, how about you focus on what's the most present thing for you right now and dive into that and like access your own wisdom before you start seeking for all these outer sources telling you what you what to do. Yeah. Um, and it's again, where do I start? How do I do it? Well, you just sit down and just be quiet and contemplate. Yeah. And there are many ways to start. It's just also knowing that no matter what happens, where what happened back then and what you are doing now, all of it is, is where you're meant to be. Mm -hmm. And your next moment, doesn't mean that better things are not coming for you because better things are always coming if you're open to those yeah. things mm -hmm. but everything that led you here led you here for a reason and led you to the people and the lessons and the opportunities that you have right now and at this moment you always have a choice whether you want to take your next step exactly in love or in fear exactly you can always choose to be aware or not to be aware. And this is like something that um, I heard recently from Sadhguru. He said, if you want to have a successful life, uh, how, do you say, how do you call that? Uh, 
<laughs> I'm doing the sign, like peace sign, like successful, like in um, these, um, I don't know how to call it, like <laughs> whatever. Um, if you want to have, a, if you want to succeed in life, <laughs> have a successful life, um, then what you have to do is to be hyper aware, mm. you know, to be hyper aware. And, and he like always makes these funny examples. How do you, how are you hyper aware? So you're hyper aware of somebody uh, is pointing a gun at you and suddenly your awareness is shooting through the roof. And so he's saying like, have this sort of awareness all the time. Um, and I think like there's a lot of wisdom in it because it doesn't matter what kind of problem I'm dealing with, whether it, or like, um, whatever, let's call it a problem. I don't care right now about the wording, but um, whether it's my, my challenge or the challenge of uh, a client, the first step is always to become aware and allow yourself to become fully aware because there's always something we don't want to see. There's always something we, that like, we kind of close our eyes to and this awareness is like the key the key to to transform and here we are back in the transformation uh to transform whatever is out of alignment yeah. and and with awareness like the more you practice this awareness and the more someone is like being used to it the less you want to resist what is and this is what, uh, for example, Charlotte Victoria Blue said, which I, which I think is genius. So Mahatma Gandhi said that pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. And she added in her recent TED talk um, that suffering is the resistance to what is. And a lot of um, like a lot of um, obstacles and transformation is also this resistance. And if we are like if we are welcoming everything that is like painful and hard to look at, and if we embrace it and invite it in and accept it and all of this, it's so much easier to to use exactly this as your biggest uh, liberation, as your key to liberation in the end. Yeah, yeah, and imagining this acceptance of this moment as it is in the reality that it is in, I can also understand why so many people will feel initially a heavy sense of fear, mm -hmm. weight of, yeah. I mean, they've never actually sat with the moment before and all that it was and the fear of what if it's just a dark hole? What if there's yeah. just, pit of a void and there's darkness in me a devil in me something evil within me that's going to come out and I'm not going to like what I see and that I would say is one of the biggest blockers for people for accepting their realities because it's just not practiced through childhood through our lives, it's not taught in schools how to be present and how to embrace the current moment. So it's something that a lot of people need or ask for guidance around. And it's yeah. not something to be shameful of needing help with 
or asking for guidance for. Since we're talking, I absolutely agree with you. And since we're talking about the fears that um, are preventing us from getting started is like um, another one is that what I have learned recently and I, I must say, I right now really resonate with it is that um, whatever threatens our identity is something that we tr tend to avoid and transformations and like this purging of everything that isn't us anymore is inevitably going to change our perception of ourselves and our identity, right? And it does threaten the ego in some way, shape or form. And the ego is like trying to protect us, right? From these kind of uncertain um, areas of whatever. And so like whatever threatens like our identity is scary or another fear, which I, um, I found is also huge and very like rarely talked about is like, oh my gosh, like what if I'm going to now dive into this? I'm gonna uncover all of these new layers and I'm gonna find my gifts and talents and I'm, I'm going to express them. And there's so much that I have to give to the world and there's so much light in me, so much, you know, of um, what I need to do. And suddenly all eyes will be on me so much responsibility that you suddenly hold because when you are where you are it is maybe not nice maybe not comfortable maybe you maybe you suffer maybe you feel bad but it is comfortable in a sense because you're used to it and maybe you like maybe you're not uh, having the same responsibility because the more aware you become the more responsible you become and yeah. this is scary mm -hmm. Totally. I, I feel like that fear is, is like a, another layer and underneath the other fear. Of How do you deal with it? The fear of... Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> yeah. Is the fear of the responsibility? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is realizing that just being my being and me not doing anything is already a service to the world because I am here for a reason. I was created by, in my opinion, this divine course of events that created me and birthed me and all of life and all of life just exists in its divine form because of the fact of just creation and i know this may sound a little woo-woo for people but how i think of it too is when we look at flowers and we appreciate flowers and their beauty and their value they all plants all life has this intrinsic value that we more outwardly express with flowers because Aesthetically, a lot of us feel similarly about how pretty they are. But underneath every flower, there's this intrinsic beauty of its existence. And even when you're not doing anything, even when you're just sitting in your room and you're just breathing and you're being alive, like the fact that you're here, you're here for a reason, your energy has an impact. I mean, <laughs> not to get too scientific, but our bodies are all cells and they're all vibrating. 
And if you are vibrating at a certain frequency, you are affecting the other, other vibrations around you. And that quite literally is having an impact without you doing anything external. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And this is the whole, this is the irony that <laughs> all our lives, you know, at least people like us, yeah, um, we're striving to become better versions of ourselves, try to not become all better versions, but like the most. Like, I want to be the most me I can be in this life, right? I want to become more of myself. And this is like the irony of like that I'm always me. You know, I just have to be. Mm -hmm. I don't any filters. I just have to be. And no one can take that away from me. Like, no one can take my meanness away from me. Um, and I cannot take it away from me either, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's, it's so funny. And... And when you're in that place of thinking, oh, everyone is depending on me. I need to uh, be a light for other, other people to see. That is, in my, in my eyes at least, it's an illusion of feeling like you need to carry the weight of the world in an external way. Mm -hmm. When every single one of us, we're in an interconnected world. Every yep. single one of us is holding this universe together. And so when, if you need a day just to, I mean, like, like I was saying before, just to be and breathe, you can do that. And tomorrow, the next day, if you're feeling inspiration to do something else, then you're already doing something impactful. But no matter the day before, was it just because you weren't doing anything doesn't mean it wasn't having an impact. Yeah. So... Yeah, I would say when inspiration hits and when you feel a desire rather than the fear of it all, that's when you, you can wait for action to be taken. You don't have yeah. to act anything immediately or urgently. And usually in my eyes, when you feel an urgency towards something, that's a fear-driven reaction and counterintuitively sitting still and not doing anything would be most helpful. And now we already talked about it before, before we started recording at this point, I really want to mention that whatever you act on, whatever emotion you act on, whatever frequency you act on, uh, it amplifies it. So if you act out of fear, if you create a project out of fear, or if you start something out of fear, uh, this is going to like weave itself through the whole thing. And it's going to just, amplify the fear frequency and if you're doing something out of love same goes for love and i have like uh, hosted a workshop um before january 1st for like intention setting for the new year and like i talked so much about how you know every start every new beginning is being celebrated in all these cultures and and it doesn't matter in which religion you look there's always a ceremony for new beginnings, you know, for the birth, for, for a new year, a new month, a new day, you know, that's the way you start the year, the day, the intention of that is going to be amplified. This is exactly the reason why I love morning routines so much. I could go off, like I could go on and on about morning routines, how 
the way you start your day is going to affect the whole day. Imagine having a lot of a lot of days that are fun, a lot of days that start great. In the end, this is going to make your life. And, exactly. and, and that matters more than the accuracy than the position. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to go on a bit of a tangent. Something just popped into my head too around like feeling significant, mm -hmm. feeling important and needed, but also feeling like you don't have to carry the weight of the world. Yes. I feel like a lot of us think it's one or the other. It's black and white. It's left or right. Like we tend to think if it's one thing, it can't be the other thing. But in the world and life, we see a lot of paradoxes. And I think another way of approaching these kinds of topics is embracing both of them. Yes. And there is an in between. Like the water, for example. <laughs> I've been to a lot of waterfalls lately in Costa Rica mm -hmm. and noticing how aggressive and how rough the water is as it's falling down, but then how peaceful and tranquil it is when it's actually at the bottom of um, the river or flowing back into the lake. And water can ha be both, can both bruise you, yeah. but it can so cleanse you and heal you so it's two things two very opposite yeah. same time mm -hmm. both can exist at the same time there doesn't need to be one or the other exactly yeah yeah there's there are a lot of polarities in everything um and it's really funny like to look at them and to experience them without naming them also because the moment we like start to put words on it, it kind of loses its like essence in some way. Um, but yeah, I love that. I love that. Like also within us, you know, we have like these completely polar emotions and the things that we do. And I don't know what. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I, I think it's important to keep that in mind. Yeah. Exactly, masculine versus feminine. A lot of people think if you're female, then you're only, <laughs> then you only have feminine energy. But a lot of us women can relate to having both a feminine and masculine yeah. aspect. We both like structure and we like to flow. Yeah. And sometimes one is more dominant than the other. Sometimes and it's, it's okay. And it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes the one, like one thing, needs to uh, take charge, and then the other. It's like it's good though to remember to bring things into balance and don't create too much of it. Even though polarity is like awesome, like life happens in polarity, right? If we would have no polarity in this world, we would have no life. And um, it's just like and, yeah, one extreme, going to one extreme always reminds us that ooh, there's a little bit of the other extreme that needs to be embraced usually it can end in catastrophe yeah uh, war like what we're seeing a lot in our world right now yeah. and whenever we reach that extreme of clarity then there's another part that needs to be embraced yes and 
I have a friend, her name is Abby. She said uh, many years ago to me, you know, Nata, everything needs to be in moderation. Also, moderation needs to be in moderation. <laughs> so, and this is so true, you know? Um, and like, yeah, we, we, need, we need to think about, you know, conscious living and, and be aware and all of this. But I also love to remember, you know, we don't have to become rigid people. We must have fun. We shouldn't be serious about it and just like chill and let go. And like life's good and enjoy it, you know, <laughs> and I know it's easier said than done, but we also need to remember that also moderation should be in moderation. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I've even thinking about someone listening to this thinking, oh, there's so many rules, there's so many things. Yeah. But yeah, just I would say to anyone that is feeling really overwhelmed, something that I always simplify my life to, two questions that I ask myself that actually um, our, our shared coach V told me was, what would love say? And how can I bring more unity into this situation? Yes. Those two questions in any scenario, I feel like have been helpful to me, just pulling myself out of my like logical brain and back into my heart. I love that. And it's amazing that you said that because I was about to like um, finish it off with asking you like, you're amazing. Uh, asking like, you know, for someone who like all of this sounds too complicated and how would you simplify it? How, like, what is like the one thing you would simplify it with? And now you said two questions help you to simplify when you get like overwhelmed. What would love do? And um, how can I bring unity to the situation? And I would also uh, add a third one, uh, which I also love. Um, it, which is what if it were easy because mm. yeah. it's like about asking the right questions you know what if it were easy yeah. and um instead of asking why is it so hard like what if it were easy and then you get much better answers and yeah oh man Anna thank you so much for for coming to the to the podcast and I'm really happy that um people will get to hear you and the things you say it is always a joy to talk to you and thank you Nata and for anyone that is listening to her podcast I mean you probably already know Nata but she is the most incredible being both in front of social media and behind the scenes like you are such a light in my life and I'm so grateful for you and I'm so grateful for our friendship you have no idea and anyone that is on our podcast subscribe and <laughs> as well because I love you to bits <laughs> oh my goodness oh you brought me to tears <laughs> tears of joy thank you so much for seeing me and I'm so glad that we met and yeah, thank you for everyone for listening. And you have to definitely check out Anna on social media. I'll link her profile um, in the description, but it's intentionally Anna.
<laughs> because she's very intentional. Anna is very intentional. <laughs> awesome. So guys, thank you for listening and I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.